hey, I got an idea for you guys. Um, if you're looking to invest, a, a bar, a restaurant, where only people with antibodies are allowed in. You get the antibodies, you show your card, you show you got, you got the antibody, or you got like, you know, the scarlet letter, yeah. you're allowed in. Welcome back to another episode of The Water Boys. I am Kyle and joined by Gary and PJ. Um, anything happened this weekend? Anything good? Eagles? Anybody? Cut a couple guys. Uh, really it. Jason, anything you can think of? Novak Djokovic? He hit a woman in, 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 the, in the throat. Let me tell you guys, a lot of good things happen in game seven, but the best thing is the Islanders wrote a book on how to win one. So let's go ahead and hear the excuses of why they lost because unlike you two, I'm going to be watching some hockey tonight. All right, I think the Islanders definitely played six on four. If there was a power play for the whole series, I would not be surprised. They're, either they're the fastest team in the world, the Flyers are the slowest team in the world, or there's some black magic going on because I just I, – I was flabbergasted. Flabbergasted is the right word for how much the Flyers just – could not get to the puck. No passes on tape. What, what are you fucking smiling about? <laughs> I just love watching the groveling. It wasn't good. I don't know what you want me to say. Carter Hart is amazing. Let me tell you something. If there's a, if there's a takeaway for anything out of any of this, Carter Hart's going to be very good. It could have been 7 nothing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what? The fact that it even got to seven games – Boggles my mind. The fact that the Islanders couldn't win one game in overtime, a little concerning going forward. You also got to remember the Flyers didn't score a single goal on their power play, which is almost like statistically impossible. I actually put this squarely on a Vigneault. I think that guy was having too many martinis and wasn't focusing on being clearly outclassed by the more superior Barry Trotz. Do they have a power play guy? Does the teams employ a power play guy? Yeah, so usually there's like an offensive special teams guy. We'll fire like him. that. Well, it's interesting because the Flyers behind their bench might have more ex-head coaches, and maybe that's an issue. I mean, I think Michelle Terrian's behind there. Mike Yo's behind the bench. I think their goalie coach is a significantly big name. Too many cooks in the kitchen? Uh, you know what? I Maybe it's Vigneault just trying to get all of his buddies, like who are like failed coaches, a job again because in himself, Vigneault couldn't, haven't, hasn't been able to win the big game. Hasn't been able to win the big one. Hasn't uh, been able to win the big one. You know who has won the big one? Barry Trotz. So, one thing I did want to bring up. Um, My is... wife's gonna kill me, by the way, for smoking in here. <laughs> so one thing I did great. want. To, uh, one thing I did want to bring up is, I was I was happy to see, and I've been on this podcast before. A lot of Flyers fans, and Gary, I think you've agreed with this. They are sheep, but it feels like this one. A lot of Flyers fans are actually angry and not saying the season is success, which I do enjoy hearing that. So, so holding this oddly, team, this so... organization accountable. Let's 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 go back a little bit here. The Flyers are ahead of schedule, no matter what you say. I don't think anyone expected them one to be a one seed in the playoffs. And I don't, if I think if Corona happened, it didn't happen. They probably wouldn't have gotten to the one seed. They were red hot with a couple weeks left to go. And and realistically, if Corona never happens, I don't even think the Islanders make the playoffs. To be honest with so, you, I don't think they get in. 
Flyers are definitely like a three, four seed. Like no yeah, doubt. I mean, they, they might've gotten a one. They were playing really well. They were higher than any team. And then it gets shut down. Listen, the Flyers are ahead of schedule. If you're a Flyers fan, there's a lot to be happy about. Now they have a lot of, they have some decisions to make, but there's, you have to kind of like that bottom six. I mean, Pitlick and Farabee, I was scared. I was fucking scared. I was more afraid of those two guys than I was of Claude Giroux and James Van Riemsdyk and Jakob Voracek. Kevin Hayes worked out very well in the favor of the Flyers. He had a good series. Travis Konechny was, was I'm nowhere to be found. If he was even on the ice, you could have told me. Let me tell you something. Travis Konechny, I think, I mean, he's, he's, he's truly a third liner. I think he just played a little above his skates this year. We'll see how he does star. next year. I, I'm saying I think he played a little above his skates this year. I don't know. All I so like while I was watching it because obviously we came in kind of during the uh, during the end of end of the road. Um, but I love Pitlick. I love Nate Thompson. Basically, I love a fourth line guys. The third I mean, fourth line guys for the Flyers were very good. I want a fourth line like like you guys have. That's what I want. Uh, a little Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Zekas, Matt Martin action. That's a lot of fun. I hate Matt Barzal. I will always forever hate Matt Barzal. Yeah, I'm but glad. isn't it like? Isn't it like? I've said this a thousand times now, but when he's on the ice, can't we just everyone clearly tell he's the best hockey player on the ice? He is literally the most beautiful skater I've ever seen in my life. I will Thank give you, you that. I, I cannot. Every time I watch him play, I just can't get over the fact. I'm like, this guy is the best skater on the ice. It's not even close. That Brock or Bronson or whatever the hell his Brock name is. Brock Nelson, yeah. He was on every goal, on every assist. Mm-hmm. I hate him because I don't like guys named Brock. Who likes a guy named Brock? Brock yeah, should be I'll like, tell you. I'll tell you. I, I called – I told I called Brock Nelson two years ago as useful as a used condom. I hated Brock Nelson for a long Brock time. Brock Nelson should be like tossing kegs in like the world's strongest man competition right now. Like he yeah, should right be playing now, hockey in a beautiful sport like that. Pete, you got anything? Goals. I know you were probably what hammered. About, uh, what about Clitterbuck? Clitterbuck. Yeah, Clitterbuck. Yep. Okay. He's I can't tell you how many times his name was mentioned. Like, he's all I, I, I think he was on the ice for the entire game. Like man, that man lives. That lives. That guy lives rent free in the Flyers' head right now. He was all. And over me that. and my boys, and me and my boys were ripping Sandheim. We were not happy with Sandheim. Yeah, he. What was up with that guy? I've been nothing but. I've been told, but nothing. He had a great season. We didn't show up when it mattered most. That's just typical Philadelphia oh. Flyer hockey, though. Don't start. Otherwise, that I'll see. I'll see you next year in the playoffs. If yeah, we'll see, listen, see you in April. I said. I said this. I said this right after it. That was a lot of fun. Let's do it again next year. Hey, I would listen, gladly do it again. NHL, you've gained two new fans. You've gained yeah, that two was, new that fans, was so. good, and I think the Flyers winning three overtime games was as exciting as it can get for hockey. Like for oh, me. absolutely, like those are all three really exciting. And every Flyers win had to be just exhilarating as a Flyers. Oh, it was, yeah. it was amazing. I mean, every they were all Islanders great. Win? two overtime wins, one. Was it two? Was it three overtime wins? It was three overtime wins. Yeah, three overtime wins. Yeah, all three of their it's wins amazing. came in overtime. One in double overtime. The the Islanders wins, except for game game seven, which of course was if like they, you write you wrote a book on how to win a game seven. It's exactly what happened. But the other games, well, except for game one where they were all over them. But the other wins, like they were sweat them out games. Yeah, the uh, the Flyers. It was just coming home. The Flyers coming food. home and uh, and their car and their car battery is all dead. That was a, it's a tough look. That was a tough look after uh, after them not even showing up for Game Seven. So basically, doing that exact same thing. Um, well, they showed up for Game Seven. Let me tell you something. I was terrified in the first few minutes because they were flying. Oh, they came out great. I'll give you 15 seconds. Obviously, Game One tonight. By the time you listen to this, it'll already happen. Uh, how are we feeling? Prediction. So, 
I'm going to waste a lot of time here. Just 15 seconds. Jesus Christ. The, the Islanders definitely have their hands full. Tampa Bay is no Philadelphia. Let me tell you that much. Um, but I think if they stick with Thomas Grice, the defense is fine. They can go seven. Game seven, everything can happen. I like the Islanders in seven. four. All right, thank you. Um, let's move over to Steve Nash. So Steve Nash caused a stir, and people immediately called for white <laughs> privilege, called for what's his resume like, called for basically the Jason Nets Kidd to, re- to rethink everything. But there's the thing, like, what's his resume? He's a two-time MVP. Like, that's his resume. He was the, he was the captain. And he was also way- with the Warriors for when KD was there for two, three years. I mean, the, the, the cause for white privilege is, is the – I know we're in a sensitive time right now, but it, it is just it, – it's the worst. You can't cherry pick when you think your argument works this time. If you want to cherry pick on Steve Nash, no experience, should never be a coach, then what about Doc Rivers or Mark Jackson or Jason Kidd, who both had zero coaching experience before – And Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr, obviously, Steve Kerr and Doc Rivers are probably the most successful out of those two. It's the same thing with like with Giannis right now. They're like they're just cherry picking on. It's like Giannis has thirty, but he has zero points in the fourth quarter, or PJ Tucker shuts him down. So let's just call him Scottie Pippen two point Like that's ridiculous. He's the he's the MVP. He's the Defensive Player of the Year for a reason. Even though the Defensive Player of the Year, I think, was a little bit of a sham. But whatever. just shrivels in the fourth quarter, though. I'm just saying though, it's it's like the guy's playing on like no ankle. And he's going out and, like, giving you 30. Obviously, it's now Chris Middleton's team. But I, I just I, – I hate the cherry-picking argument. So, let's go back to Steve Nash first. So, like, it's it's a good hire. It's an innovative hire. So, like, if Steve Nash goes the route of, of Steve Kerr or Doc Rivers, do, like, all these people of Steve and A have to apologize now and be like, oh, okay, maybe I was wrong. Because you're never going to hear that. What if, he, what if he goes to the route of Jason Kidd where he sucks? Then you're going to hear him every even louder. Right. So, I, I mean, like – it's a. It's a very I don't, tough first I don't get, gig. When I saw when I saw that they hired him, I left because I'm like, they're just doing Jason Kidd again. This is the exact yeah, same idea. Saw the same exact thing. It's like literally, it's not innovative. It was the same exact idea. There was probably, I mean, there was a lot of talk about whoever the assistant coach of the Sixers. Jacques Vaughn. Yeah, like, why not give him a look? He has, you know, he was. There, there's all I'm saying is, although I didn't know Steve Nash was on a bench somewhere. He was on a bench somewhere for real. Like, no, he was like player development coach. He was helping KD yeah. when he's in Golden State. See, like, that's the same thing where, I don't know. I always find it hard that I'm just going to hire some random guy. Like, I, I don't know. I, I always would want some type of experience. Like, when we were talking, when it was Doug Peterson's turn, and everyone was really like, oh, I want Gruden again. I was like, I don't know if I want to touch a guy who's been out of the league for this long. You you would think you'd want someone with the with their with their finger on the pulse of the league as it is today. And I don't know if Steve Nash is that. Now, fair, he was a fantastic Hall of Fame player, but I mean, he's got two massive egos to manage in New York. He's in a, in, in Brooklyn rather, a huge market. Um, a very hey, a very, very Kyrie- big division. If you don't think Kyrie and Katie signed off on this, though, like they don't, you know, Sean Marks doesn't take a shit without Kyrie and Katie knowing. So it's like, and and the whole Kenny Atkinson thing when they were like, oh, we love his sets, we love his we love his out of out of timeout sets, and then they fire him because he played Jared Allen over DeAndre Jordan, who's the friend of Katie and, and Kyrie's. So it's like, I mean, Steve Nash 
after his, after his career was over, was doing stuff with, with uh, I want to say MLS or Canadian Soccer Federation. He was doing, I'm pretty sure he was invested in like startups and stuff. So like, he's, he's a smart dude and he's a good dude. Oh, I don't doubt that. And it's just like, I, I don't understand how someone can look at this and just scream like he's not, he doesn't have the resume for this role. Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. He doesn't, he, he honestly, I mean, being an investment, like a guy who's investing in business, it doesn't make, like I could go invest in a business tomorrow. Does that make me qualified to yeah. coach, a, coaching a, coach a team? Yeah, it is, I mean, it's a totally different thing. Like it, it is like. I know what you're saying, Kyle. I don't think it's fair to say like, oh, this is, this is, I'm not even going to go there, but. Um, I, I don't know. I could see why there's outcry. I could understand why. They did keep the Jock Vaughn guy. He's now the highest paid, the highest paid assistant. assistant. So, which if I'm, I'm Jock Vaughn, I'm like, fuck you guys. I'll go get him. Yo, if myself. I'm Steve, if I'm Steve Nash, I'm not taking that fucking job. If that guy's sitting around. No, I think he signed off on it. I, he definitely. Because Jock, yeah, that's fine. Responded he can really sign well off on it. I'm Vaughn. saying, if I'm Steve Nash, I'm not signing off on having a massively paid assistant, essentially waiting to take my job. Well, this, I, there's going to be a lot what of he's pressure. Doing. There's going to be a lot of pressure, and and the fact that you have and who's two, to say KD is going to be KD again? I mean, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a significant injury. But if they, are who they are, if they are, if they are who they are, Steve Nash can get a lot of stuff. I'll watch. That's a great song too. It's a classic. Great song. Laugh now, Carly. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I hate the, I hate the argument. I hate, I hate the argument of, I think it's, I, he's, I think it's one of those, he's a white guy and now he's, now it's all privilege. It's, it's very hard for us to comment on that, Kyle. I mean, I, I, I don't, I just, I, I, I mean, I think you can't scream it because it's like, there were a bunch of players who've gotten these, these jobs. Some have worked, some are not without any experience. Magic Johnson the, was the head coach. I think the problem is it's like, yeah. I think the problem is like clearly that, well, that's another thing. Magic Johnson was a coach. They also just gave him the reins to uh, a franchise, and he didn't do anything with it. I mean, I guess he got LeBron there, but like, I think that was a foregone conclusion. That was yeah. Crazy, Magic right? was the guy who just like sat. They like were like put him in courtside, like every couple of games. Yeah, I don't know. I you know, Kyle. I, oh, Lord I think Pierce. it's I think it's crazy just to go ahead and be like, oh, this is clearly this is clearly some kind of gamesmanship. I, I don't know. It's one of those ones where it's almost impossible for us to comment on, really. They made a full court press for him too. I mean, it's like they, they definitely like went in with 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 um, Steve Nash in mind as the top coach. I mean, do you really want to, you know, have Ty Lue again? Does Ty Lue get you excited? Does does Mark Jackson get you excited? Does Jason Kidd get you excited? He doesn't get. Yeah, doesn't, it's a sexy Sixers hire. Fan it's a sexy with a vacant, for a sexy team. Well, with a vacant head coach. Job. It's also a name no one expected to be said, right? No one expected yeah. Steve Nash to be a, a candidate. But I'm pretty sure no one expected if, Steve if, Kerr to be a head coach. If the, he was Sixers, a, he was a if the Sixers signed Steve Nash to be their head coach, would you be excited about that? I would have been happy about it, yes. Because it's just okay. something, I don't know, it's something different. It's it's something. Yeah, it's innovative. It's innovative. Yeah. I just, I just don't think it's innovative because literally the, the, the Nets did the exact same thing with Jason Kidd. I don't know. I, I, I just I don't see the difference between those two situations. It's also cheaper to sign a first-time head coach than it is a long-time head coach. Now, listen, if you're making decisions based on money in terms of coaching, I think that's already a losing mentality. It's also true. I don't look at the Capitals. It's true. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's a weird situation. I just don't like the cherry pick argument. I think there, I think it's a cherry pick argument to it's, to you know, move some move some. No, I agree. People can't go as a, like a moderate thing. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not anything to do with. Like white privilege, in my opinion, or anything like that. But were there more people that were probably more qualified? 
Yes. And there's like, there's nothing wrong with saying that, but it's what they felt. Katie probably had heavy. And I mean, I, we all know he had heavy, but he had definitely had as heavy influences you could have. If anything, if anything that's being said that I fully agree with that you guys all mentioned that there's no way, especially in today's NBA that they hired a coach without it being signed off on by Kyrie and KD. Like they, they clearly signed off on this. So, you know, then it comes into a whole nother thing where you could get into, but uh, you know, I, I mean, if it works out, they look like geniuses and then, you know, Stephen A has to eat his words. That's all. Yeah. All right. Um, are you worried the Eagles won't know they're playing bad if there are no fans to boo them as they're going into the locker room at halftime? No, I think if the Eagles uh, media department's smart, they just get boo tracks ready. As, and, they, uh, and they put out like Twitter polls, be like, should we boo them? And we can all vote. That's how we should do that. As they kneel on the 30-yard line, on their own 30-yard line, heading into the halftime, and the boo yes. boos be raining down. virtual crowd noise. You think, gonna, right. you think they're going to pump booze into the stadium, though? It, you're, yeah. Jeffrey, think, Jeffrey Lurie's too good of an owner not to know, not yeah, boo the team. I'd do it. Boo your own team. I hate the people that no think one, it's, it's so No one boos like Philadelphia. People think people that think booing your own team is wrong, you can go fuck themselves. How am I supposed to let millionaires know I'm not happy with their play? I need to boo. I, I agree. Go. Think, I I'm just to. sitting here. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't not go. You always go. You give them their money. You buy a hot dog. You buy multiple beers. And then you boo their asses. That's what yeah. you do. And that's what my take. That's how you worth. get your point across. You still support the organization. You yeah. just boo their asses off. Unless I remember. The don't I remember the, the game. I was there. Atlanta versus uh, the Eagles after we won the Super Bowl. First game mm-hmm. and the Thursday night. I was there. Game. They booed and they I was booed at that them game. going in the half. Sure did because they were playing in. like shit. They're playing, they're playing like, like shit. And they came and out ran Philly special again. Yeah, and they won. And they won. Yeah, because we let them know. Longest game ever. We, we, it was the longest game ever. You know what also sucks? That was when I moved back home from Michigan, and I was like, I want to go to this game and this game only. Fucking lightning storm yeah. definitely ruined mm-hmm. the – Getting our rings. Gonna much, yeah, yeah, there was going to be a much bigger ceremony than what there was. There was like, oh, my God. And then the banner was just out. The banner was like, oh, shit, there's the banner. No yeah. one's going. We were literally in the section with the banner, so we were right there. But I was like, whoa, that happened very quickly. It wasn't, it wasn't like super, like Mark Wahlberg wasn't there. Why would he be there? Because he always said like, the what? Patriots won. Patriots, like they always have these big ceremonies, but the stupid lightning storm. Like how do we know it wouldn't have been Will Smith and Bradley Cooper being like, what's up, Philadelphia? Oh, I'm not a, whoa. Will Smith, I, I think, is a fake. He's a fake Philly fan. Fake Philly fan. Mm-hmm. Dude, I haven't seen him at a Sixers game. He's a part owner in like seven years. It's because he's too I mean, he owns like making 1%. fresh friends. The last time I saw Will Smith at the Sixers game was when the Miami Heat came to play, and after the game, he dapped up only the Heat players. He dapped. I know. I know it's uh, LeBron. I know it's Dwayne Wade. I know it's Chris Bosh. I get that. But like, that's it. And he walked off. Wasn't that? Have you ever heard of Bienvenido Miami? Welcome to Miami. I paid for probably oh, yeah. his house out in L.A. Welcome to the Welcome place to Miami, where the players on. play. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, still Kevin Hart though. See him at a game any day. He's a I wouldn't. Next I wouldn't want Kevin Hart day. being our being our spokesperson for Super Bowls. What? I think Bradley well, Cooper. I think our guy. Bra- I say Bradley Cooper's our guy. Yeah, I mean, you see him, he but, gets fired up. Mike Trout does too. He looks like the Aguido just sitting in the in the. Front yeah, but round. no one knows who Mike Trout is. We're like, oh, yeah. that's Mike Trout. What are our <laughs> thoughts on 
Because you know he's giving the touchdown to, to Mike Trout. How many touchdown him. balls do you think he gets a year? He how else is he supposed to decorate his house? It's not like he has five hundred million dollars. Like I know, I just I just think it's funny that he balls. gets one like every year. And there's just fans who just like probably like it's like a fan who pays it, like brings all their money just for that one game just to sit there and just gives great. it the mic trout every time. It's like you have if a king in a wheelchair kid. and Carson's yeah. like, oh, here you go. <laughs> here you go, Mike. I'm going to give it the mic trout. Reaches over the little kid in the wheelchair to give it to Mike Trout. It's like, all right, kid, I'll get you the next one. And then gives it to Mike Trout again after he scores. Cam Newton would never do that. He always gives it to the kids. Um, oh, awesome. This is the best. So Josh okay. McCown has the greatest job. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in the world right now. Um, everyone strive to be like Josh McCown. You're basically the person who got a new job in Corona. Say you, you were working in Pennsylvania, but you're now going to be working in New York, but we're all working from home. And you just got like a pay increase. Wait, you got family, out. you got friends, you're just making 12,000 hours a week. I'm officially removing my name from the Sixers head coaching position and now putting it in the, I would like to be on the uh, Eagles practice squad. So this is the thing, though. Like, why wouldn't they do this for the XFL? Twelve thousand hours a week. Not bad. Why not? Not, not bad. bad. There is Rock, no way more than I make that Josh Rock. McCown is not an NFL analyst on ESPN or NFL Network in two years. I would bet everything I have. There is no way he's not. He fits is- it perfectly. He fits the NFL analyst, ESPN analyst, or whatever, porn? perfectly. But he hates porn. I think he's not a big porn guy. He's not a big porn guy. Do you have to like porn to be an analyst? I feel like. I mean, you, don't think Tim, you don't think Tim Hasselback watches a ton of porn? Cal- they got a Hasselback, brothers. Collinsworth definitely watches porn. Collinsworth watches porn. And a Joe Buck like definitely watches porn. porn. Too. Yeah. Joe, Joe Buck definitely watches plugs. porn with Collinsworth. No, Collinsworth no I don't think they watch together. Yeah. No. You know Joe Buck has hair plugs? Yes. Yes. Famously has hair plugs. Like that yeah. was. That was he almost bad. lost his voice. Do you have any other Joe Buck facts? This fucking guy. He only has one good call on his career. Which one? Stairs sends it into the night? No. Um, okay, well, that was a David pretty good Freeze. call. <laughs> David Freeze. Nope, I don't know. It's David Freeze, game-winning home run, game six. We will see you tomorrow night. This okay. Best call. Um, Stairs uh, Stair sends one into the, one into the night. It's really pretty good. good. <laughs> the Andy really Chavez good. catch? That so, was pretty uh, Jason, do you want to do you want to apologize to Joe Buck? No, he hates the man's been doing he, it. Him and Troy Aikman hate the Eagles. They do. No, they don't. You are so wrong on that. You think Collinsworth hates I, the Eagles? A lot of people don't like Collinsworth. Yeah, I'm about to say a lot of people Eagles. think Collinsworth. See, I don't think so. I think that I don't think he. Stop does. it! He tried to claim that every catch wasn't a catch in the Super Bowl. He's like, that's not a catch. No, it's not a catch. He I remember yelling played, at my TV because Collins yeah. was saying there wasn't a catch. He was, was like, awful. He was all that was the worst Super Bowl call I've ever heard. Yeah, he was so wrong on that. What the hell did what the I hell actually did, did, I actually never even more. thought about that because I was I guess like but have you game. thought about any of the things the last like five things you've said? Because No, <laughs> I don't I honestly don't remember any of like claims. The I forgot stairs sends one into the night. I actually don't know. I don't. I don't remember that. I mean, obviously, I saw it, but I don't remember. I didn't even know that was Joe Buck. I, I still think Stair sends one of the night. It's one of the greatest. Na- like one the of the David Freeze one time. is really good. The David Freeze one is. But he says it all the time now. He says, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Oh, now it's not special. I, mean, I don't listen to Joe Buck. I don't like how he does. So this baseball. guy just has takes for no reason. Get off this topic. Yeah. Um, well, I want to go back to the, the Eagles. Um, so the 2017 Eagles draft, there's only one guy left on the team. Can you guess that, that guy? Uh, not Gary, Jason. Uh, is it Carson Wentz? Nope. Nope. 
You said you wasn't drafted that the, year. There, year we won the Super Bowl. Oh, um, ooh, okay. First rounder, Derek Barnett. Not a boy. Yeah. The only person. So is this more of a testament to Joe Douglas, or is this more more of a testament to Howie Roseman? I think it's Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas's fault. Okay. Because he's no can longer we, employed by the team. We're just going to blame Joe Douglas. Can we get a tight end evaluator in there and just let like Howie just like worry about the contracts? I'd love for that to happen, but. I mean, I guess that's kind of what they have with Joe Douglas and whatnot, but like. Andy Weidel's still there. So The draft has not been good. Was last year's draft? Who was last year's draft? Well, Dillard, stunk. Dillard stinks. He's done. Dillard hasn't panned out. Arthago Whiteside's up in the air. I'm not giving up on him, but this Miles is a big Sanders year. Miles is a good pick. Miles Sanders is a really good pick. Avante Maddox is a good draft pick. Jalen Mills was a good pick. There's a lot of picks you can go back on and be like, hey, these are they're not as bad as you think. The, like how no, many? How many would it take? Pick was a great pick. Yeah, how so, many picks would it take? Like in a draft, you have seven draft picks. But the how problem is he out? misses too often in the first and second round. He does well in the later rounds. He just misses too often in the first and second. I mean, I Derek know, Barnett. Donald Humphrey would like to talk to you. Yeah, but like again, now I'm just saying, he he gets good talent in the later rounds. I mean, even Jalen Mills, I think, was a six-round pick. That was a really good pick. I, the Salem Allo was, what, third round? Salem Allo was a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. Vitae was a fifth-round pick. So here's here's the 2019 Josh Sweat. Andre Dillard, Miles Sanders, J.J., Sharif Miller, Clayton Thorson. So two out of three are already gone. J.J.'s still up in the mm-hmm. air, and Andre Dillard might not even make it Well, Clayton Thorson was on the pra- – Clayton Thorson didn't even make the team last year. He was yeah. cut, and he was on the Cowboys. Sharif Miller saying. got cut, and now he's but, in Jacksonville. But you did hit the home run with Miles. I mean, as of yeah, right now, you hit a home problem, run. A lot of people will say that pick was so telegraphed, it's not even funny. And I'm like, yeah, but they still did it. So he's yeah. ours. Are we still saying Andre Diller, the case is still out? He's hurt. It's not much. It's, yeah. It's really hard because now he's going to go into year three with really no. It was really not a good amount of tape on him. Although when he played left tackle last year, he wasn't that bad. Everyone like everyone just remembers that right tackle scenario. He wasn't bad when he played left tackle. You didn't hear his name, which is a good thing. There's a couple bum rushes that I can't get out of my mind. No, I don't like, really think there are. Well, no, I can't get them out of my mind. They are there. No, I think I think you're thinking of him at right tackle. He, he really wasn't that bad at left. He didn't play right, right tackle. tackle. He literally said the. No, he played day. left. He played right tackle for like. Six no, what was the one position? Because of Brooks, the right? one position he said he didn't play. Like, at all. And they put him in the first game. He got, like, destroyed. It was right tackle. Shit. That's right. Is that not what I just said? You said he didn't play right tackle. You just said he didn't play right tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in college. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't play it in college, and they put him there. And he said the game before, he was like, yeah, I've never played right tackle. And they just put him there, and he got – the first half was brutal. I don't know. I wonder what game that was. But, yeah, otherwise that, I don't think he had a bad – so Sidney Jones got cut. Rashul Douglas got cut. Joshua Cowan, as you said, got the Sidney got Jones signed. getting cut thing was surprising. I, I didn't think they were going to cut him. Yeah, the got last cut year. and then resigned. He, he did have a good end last year. I thought Sidney Jones was, was turning the corner. I actually, uh, so I actually don't think Rasul Douglas ever got a fair shake either. A lot of the a lot of the beat guys were real angry that Rasul. I saw a couple that Rasul Douglas got cut. Corner might just be the hardest position. So I this think is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. So, so, TJ, you've really never lived your life with a serviceable cornerback. Like I thought Asante Samuel was really well, good. He, you you were 11. 11. I remember watching him. Yeah, you, you were 11 when Asante left. Yeah. 
So like we got we like really we had like fucking Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor, Lido, yeah, and Sheldon. Yeah, and Lido and Sheldon Brown. Yo, people forget Al Harris. Al Harris was our Al third Harris. cornerback at one point. It was very. And you've good. had you've had Namdi, you've had the tail end of 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 Asante. Byron you've Maxwell. Byron Maxwell. Oh, you uh, had the Bradley Fletcher, Carrie Williams combo. Carrie Williams, Bradley Fletcher. Oh my Carrie god. Carrie Williams was the worst. Now Bradley Fletcher was probably worse, but Carrie Williams, fuck that guy. Ellis Who's Hobbs. Remember Ellis Hobbs? Who's a nickel corner that we we traded to Pittsburgh? Brandon Boykin. Brandon Boykin. Brandon Boykin led the NFL in interceptions. Which yeah, Brandon Boykin, like, I think, had like eight interceptions. Yeah, he led he's out of the league now. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been rough. Well, hopefully Darius Slay doesn't What about Macho Harris? Do you remember Macho Harris? I barely remember Macho Harris. Macho Harris was a good one. I like but the him. fact that like early Aquan 2000s. Jarrett, he was a safety, though. The Temple guy. Second rounder. Totally flamed out. Um, so many more I could probably hopefully Darius hopefully Darius Slay oh if Darius Slay Alex, doesn't, know. it doesn't work out it's gonna be rough dude luck. how many times can you swing and miss on getting a free agent corner or trading for one until like I don't know Darius Slay's got such a swag that I just feel like he can't well they can't. they did not swing and miss on oh wait we forgot about Dominic Rogers Camardi Dominique Rogers Camardi he was okay he was okay I remember Dominic was okay he was really good before he got over here Kevin Cobb do you remember the rule? Do you remember the rumor? It was like, oh, Patrick Peterson was drafted for kept for the trade for Kevin Cobb. Number that would have been great. That was a rumor. You also remember the rumors that out that Larry Fitzgerald was going to be traded to the Eagles for a second round pick. That was a big deal. I feel like that was like every year in the offseason. That was like, like that was like three or four years in a row. Yeah. So you can get one rumor a year. I read a rumor that Zach Ertz or Julio Jones. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that trade. I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't do that trade. Jalen Rager is about to be the new DeAndre Hopkins. NFL football season's coming up. I want to talk about some NFL futures bets. You guys got your uh, you guys got your bets ready. We're going to do under total wins, over total wins, Super Bowl Fifty Two champ, and your MVP. Before we get into this segment, we wanted to talk to you about some big news. The Waterboys have partnered with PointsBet, the fastest growing sports book in the world. Sign up today and use promo code Waterboys. And get free money to bet with up to $250. That means a $50 deposit gets you $100 in credits, $150 gets you $300, and $250 gets you $500. It's free money. Take it, put it on the Eagles to win Super Bowl 55, or you can maybe put it on the Phillies to win the World Series. Once again, that's promo code WATERBOYS, W-O-O-D-E-R-B-O-Y-S. And you can find that link in the description of this podcast episode. This offer currently only applies to new customers and is only available in New Jersey. Go with your, are, we, are we doing all four or just one at a time? Go with your under first. Your under all total right, wins. Two unders. One. Steelers no, under one nine under, and a half. One yeah, under. one under. What, what, what rules There's do you no not? I like doing two. I like giving people no, picks. No. Where was Fine, in the rule book that we were doing two? You know, when, when you have the best record on the pod and the best bets, you can kind of make your own rules. All right, well. You can't just take all right. picks. And I gave him that guarantee on Derek Brown. Under seven and a half, he was drafted. Oh, seven. my God. Oh, You're going to take that spot. to your fucking grave. Everyone had all Derek right. Brown under seven Five. and a half. Steelers, under nine and a half. I really don't like this team at all. I think they're all defensive heavy. Um, Big Ben, elbow, not looking good. They go under nine. They're playing a tough division, too. It's weird because if it was at nine, not nine and a half, I would have taken the over on them. Gary, what do you got under? Um, I took the under on Chargers at eight. I, there's, I just feel like there's no one on that team that's good, so I'm done with them. Mike Williams also hurt. I feel yeah. like Tyrod Taylor. And Derwin James is out. 
Derwin James. Yeah, like the Tyrod Taylor thing, that guy's not going to win you eight games. I, I love I the know. under. I actually love that under. Uh, my under is, and this is because of it's going to be a great storyline, uh, Saints under 10 and a half. I know, Gary, you and I were on that real early after the whole Drew Brees debacle. Yeah. Um, I already have that future locked in for the last couple of months. I just – they, they play, I think, the first five. They play three at home, and then they kind of go on the road against some tough teams. That NFC South is, is a good division. Yeah, and, it is. And because if they start faltering and, think, and he starts looking like he's 42, 43 years old, I feel like that social justice, uh, those comments are coming out. But now you also have to think they probably split with – you probably give them two wins against Tampa in any other year. Now it's probably a split, right? And then yeah. Atlanta is a halfway decent team. That's a split. And then Carolina, who knows? Matt Rule, yeah. Little seventy million dollar man. Um, no, I feel like I feel like there's gonna be some good pieces written about. Yeah, you know the team was just never able to get over Drew Brees' comments. In the he was never able to get the locker room back. Yeah, never able to get yeah. the locker room back. My over actually, Gare, until we kind of just like tore it apart. Uh, I've been watching too much Hard Knocks. Over Chargers eight. I love um, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn is a master motivator. He should literally lead the army. I think he was in the army, wasn't he? I just know he was in. He was a running back. I thought he was a military man at one point. I wouldn't be surprised. That man is a master. Or maybe he comes from a military family. Yo, he only almost died, too, in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Two-time Super Bowl champion, yeah. too. Practice squad guy. And then made it onto the Didn't, team for the Broncos. Didn't know that. Dude, good for yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Anthony Lynn's great. If you, I don't hate Anthony Lynn. I just hate their team. Really good defense. I know Derwin James great is out. Great uniforms. Bosa. Yeah, Joey Bosa. Melvin, uh, Melvin Ingram. Like Chris Harris Jr. they got. Chris Harris Jr. Corner. And I love Keenan Allen. Isn't he, though? Yeah. I like Keenan Allen. They just signed him, too. They got an extension they for him. Mike Williams will be back after September. I'm going to go over and eight. I think, I think Herbert starts by game four, game five. He hey, looks good. Give, oh, I, forgot, I forgot about Herbert. That's fair about me. That's, that's on me. I forgot, completely forgot about Herbert. Uh, speaking of the Chargers, if you play Madden 2018, Mike Williams is a cheat code. That's right. Really I hear that. Can, yeah, you can get a Mike Williams Madden 2018 cheat code. Yeah, he catches everything. It's insane. Yeah. Who's your ever, Gary? Uh, I actually took the Bengals over five and a half. I'm a believer Ooh. in Joe Burrow. The Joe have, Burrow effect. Yeah, Joe – also, like, people forget, Joe Mixon's, like, very good. If, you know, if they can yeah. bounce the run game with him, they got a good enough defense. He's very good at beating his wife, too, but, you know, that's fine. Like, that's not fair. He didn't beat his wife. He's got he weapons. He up some random person. Um, AJ Green, healthy. Tyler yeah. Eifert, back. Like, Tyler Eifert's been wins. back for, like, three years. And, and <laughs> Tyler though. Boyd and T. Higgins. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's you like got weapons. John Ross John is Ross. still there. Yeah, John Ross better in Madden than he is, I think, in real life. But oh okay. my God, back to 2018 right. Madden. John Ross catches. If you have press coverage gone, touchdown every time. I've broken the also touchdown to record with him like 40 times. Yeah, I mean yeah. John Ross. Um, no, I like the Bengals over. I think, I I think Joe. I think they probably only win like seven games. But they're going to be good, be good enough. Burrow, that'd be that'd be a good listen. It'd be cool if the Bengals were a good team. Isn't that one of those teams that you wish they could just be good for once? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're, like they're Miami. Wouldn't you want there. Miami to be nice? They're building something down there. You can just hear it I, now. I can already guess that PJ's over is the Miami Dolphins. Go ahead, PJ. Oh, I, it is. <laughs> but just yeah. in case you somehow predict it, because I'm all over the fins. Miami over six, but I'll give you a better one. Denver, seven and a half. I'm Scott all King in on the Denver team. We're doing two. We're what, are we doing? what are we doing? Denver's void. Move on. Back yeah. to, now so Denver, fins. seven and a half. Don't let them talk fins about it. it. Don't let them talk fins about it. Money in the bank. All right. Money in so the bank. On to our Super Bowl winners. Uh, Kyle, who you got to win the Super Bowl? Oh, I hate this pick. Seattle Seahawks, so, 16 to one. Okay. I didn't take the 16 to one. I just did the plus thing. So Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I just did like my best long shot. Okay, but you took two? You have two, right? 
Yeah, of course I do. You can only take one. Um, you, can, I you know, only one person can win the win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, only you can't pick two guys. Yeah, you can throw as many futures as you want. Just saying. Stupid. Um, I actually took Arizona plus four hundred. Uh, wow. Five hundred. I, I I don't know. I just thought it would be like a fun bet if it actually paid. Yeah. I think they have some talent. Kyler Murray's fun. DeAndre Hopkins is there. They have a halfway decent defense. I'm a big Jordan Hicks fan. Okay, that's that's a that's a out of left field. I mean, there's there's really no value outside of like the top three. Mm-hmm. Like the no, top three I is was like, sur- I was surprised the Eagles were plus twenty two hundred because that's actually not a terrible bet. I think it's a little high for them too. It is. It's not. A, but that I'm like at that bet, that number. I'm like, hmm. Well, what what does Vegas know? Yeah, basically it's like Kansas City at plus five seventy five, and then Baltimore six to one, and then San Francisco's ten to one, and the Saints are twelve to one. So it's like I, let me tell you, a sucker's bet is taking San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they make it back to the to if they win the West, I'll be shocked. If I was gonna say if they're if they have a if they're a division winner, I'd be very surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peach, what seventeen Super Bowl winners do you have? All right, um, Falcons <laughs> plus four four thousand. I don't know. The Any Falcons ice? every it's every year. It's you know there's a team that has the highest potential and the lowest floor, and the Falcons are that every year. You know, I feel like I, you know what I like that analysis. I feel like you're exactly right. They have and the I think most potential. They, they have nine first round picks on their. All offense. right, I think they just caught that's a Laquan stupid Treadwell. stat. They just cut Laquan Treadwell, so it was ten. So they have nine. They can never stay healthy. That, that's their biggest issue. If they can stay healthy, I don't see. I mean, I know the NFC South is as hard as it gets, but you know what? You never know. A lot of guys coming back, you know, got cut. Revenge. Dusty be, uniforms. His uniforms did suck. Um, yeah, who's your MVP, Gare? All right. I did it. I took Carson Wentz plus two. Ah, uh, you homer. I couldn't. Like, the number's too good. The who's he throwing good. to besides Earth? Jalen fucking Rager. That's who he's if he comes John back Hightower. with a he's torn Ingram. Week two. They already said week two. All right. Well, the way it's going, it doesn't Check your good, Twitter, Brock. Brock. Um, uh, Peach, who you got for MVP? Same odds as Gary, not Carson Wentz, and you guys are dissing him. I can't believe Drew Brees is plus two thousand. He's forty three years old, bro. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara. He has as he has more weapons than he's had. Is he just Wait, twelve yard dumps to, to Michael Thomas the whole time? Just twelve yard dumps. Last week they were talking about trading Alvin Kamara. Yeah, but he's fine now. Okay. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't bet for guys who don't care about his teammates. Drew Brees. They yeah. have the best team, mm-hmm. and like, I mean, they're top to bottom. They're one of the best teams, so they should have a good record. They're also, in the my opinion. Team. And listen, you have put up basically stats. a corpse. <laughs> Drew Brees hasn't had a bad year in a long time. I won't bet against that again. They have a good record. They went MC South. It's a good chance he wins it. I literally just railed about white privilege in the previous segments, um, but I still don't believe that that Drew Brees is in the right for his comments in the offseason. I think he lost the locker room. And that's my MVP. That's my statement. And that's why I'll be 10 and a half under. Uh, My MVP, Deshaun Watson. 16 to uh, to 1? Fuck you. 16 to 1. Just got paid. Who's he thrown to? Don't know. But but you know what? He's going to put the team on his back. All right? I think you're a bad Temple fan to bet for a team that has Will Fuller on it. I can't I believe like you got the safety I, I, man on that play. I don't like I don't that talk name. About it. That name. Yeah. Just, ugh. I wish all bad things. We should have won that. that He's a Philly guy, too. What's Fuck PJ ball. Walker's number to win MVP? Should be. Should be. Hey, little Phil. Phil doesn't get it done. Or wait, is he on the Colts? He's on the Panthers. He's on the Panthers. Yeah, if Teddy doesn't get it Teddy done, then PJ Walker. Together, baby. Well, the Panthers are basically Temple South. 
If you play for Matt Rule at Temple, you got a you got an audition. Matt Ioannidis is probably going to get charity down there from Washington. What if the Washington football team just won it, and then they had to put Washington football team on the on the on the Lombardi Trophy? I actually looked at the number for them for my under. Their under their over under was like four and a half. I was like, whoa, or maybe it was five and a half. I was like, I don't know if I could take that under. Have they had the worst offseason? In, Hold on like, a second. Darius Geis gets yeah. cut. Dwayne Haskins, obviously, there's so many question marks. The whole sexual harassment stuff, he's going to be selling the team. I honestly like do physically believe he will sell the team. Possibly. Um, there's a guy, I don't know his at, because if I knew his at, I would say it. There's a guy on Twitter who just tro- trolls Eagles fan touting Dwayne Haskins. That's a weird hill to die on. Yeah, it's like we're going <laughs> to die on the Dwayne Haskins hill. I would die on the like, Colt McCoy hill before I die on the Dwayne Haskins hill. It's because he's like lit your ass up last year for like 500 yards. I'm like, they lost the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. He lit us up. They lost the game. He literally couldn't take the final snap of one of the games they won because he was out like hanging out with fr- fans, taking selfies and shit. He's I'm pretty sure at one point during training camp with Dwayne Haskins, they <laughs> said they couldn't couldn't break the huddle. <laughs> All right, everybody's favorite segment. Well, my favorite segment, I guess. I don't know if it's the favorite segment of the Word of Boys, but the Elliott Shore Parks Take It to You Make It segment. Elliot, thank you as always for sponsoring. Hope that check is in the mail. You're uh, you're about a month over, but anyway, um, this one comes from J. A. Adandi. Don't know if you guys saw this. Hope you did. So the the baby section of the Raptors, a bunch of kids mm. are sitting there, the prehistoric preschools, on iPads, on iPhones, and they got a picture of it. It was really cute. Bunch of you know, bunch of six month old little toddlers just sitting around with their mothers and everything, watching their fathers play basketball. Um, and J.A. Downey tweets, the kids are among the few people in the world who can watch these NBA playoffs in person. And they're all locked into the phone screens instead of watching their dads on the court. So much for grabbing the next generation of hoopers. First off, this is a total Northwestern tweet. Yeah, that's something Ravel would say. Yeah, so first off, second off, these kids are never going to remember the, the day they were in the bubble. Like these so, kids maybe like the oldest kid maybe like two and a half. There's one kid on his on his on his standing on his own two feet. Okay, let me tell you something. If it's six months, they're not even like keeping their head up. So let's well, let's up the age range a little bit. Okay. I respect this tweet, bottle, though. And then why do you respect this tweet? I'm gonna because, say it was nine months to three years with the with the kids. Uh, Everyone's brain just broke on ages. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's, this sounds, let's just stop I, with the age. <laughs> all I'm saying is, Jay, this just proves to me that Jay Donde, I mean, that's, I don't know the exact word for it, but I respect it. I mean, no I age have limit. No problem with it either. Yeah, I have no problem with it. Like, listen, he's he's not ageism, man. He's going at these kids, man. I'm not an ageist. They shouldn't be on their phones. They should be watching the best yeah. basketball that they can possibly give. And it's on the parents to make sure that they are paying attention. Yeah, These the children will never kids. remember this game. Like, I don't even know if their matter. brains have Take formed the pods yet. Away. Huh? You know what, I mean, now? the fact that this is, this, this, is, this is the epitome of, hey, you know, these, these three-month-old kids on their phones is the reason why the NBA is doomed for the future is the reason this tweet is so outrageous. Is it a get-off-my-lawn tweet? Yes, of course it is. It's, I mean, I haven't heard of Jay Adande in, like, 10 years but well, the point is don't watch part of the interruption also part of the interruption. 
Uh, I don't think he's on there anymore. I think he just teaches around the horn. Around yeah, the he horn. left. Didn't he leave ESPN like four yeah. years ago to go teach at like Northwestern? But also, this isn't fair because he, you know, the new Twitter feature where you can only reply, you can choose who can reply. Mm-hmm. People who J.A. Adani follows or mentioned can reply only. Ah. Uh, so that so he knew what he was throwing out here. Yeah. It was very much old man yells at crowd. However, yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm not wrong with it. I mean, I think I'm, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills talking to you guys. Like, it, this, is, this is ridiculous that you're looking at a picture, a, a beautiful picture of, of women and children watching some of the best awesome. basketball in the world and watching their, their, watching their husbands, boyfriends, whatever, with their children being allowed in the bubble. And the first thing comes to mind is NBA's doomed because we can't get – Who are they watching? Phones. Were they watching the Bucks? What game is it, the Raptors? It's Raptors, Raptors Celtics. Like – Right. Does he not understand that the next generation of of basketball fans are going to probably be watching more from their phones or iPads or laptops than they will on a on a TV? Yeah, but they were there. They will not remember this game. You don't if know you that. Ask they these have fuck, if you Dang, ask Pascal Siakam's kid in ten years, be. think of it this way: they have in a better years, chance now that Jaya Donde put them on blast. They're going to see it on YouTube then. They'll watch it on YouTube. Uh, YouTube might be out of business by then. You never know. Ten years from time. Who says they weren't watching a live stream of it? Now you want, you want, to, get, you want to get in the mud? You want to do this? Why would I'll you do that? Like, what, do they want it on a delay? Maybe they wanted to see a replay. Maybe it was better that way. You ever exactly. watch well, the screen system? Yeah, I don't I'm, like people that I'm, do I kind that, of like a, a little seven-second delay never hurt anybody. You ever watch a game on a delay? Janet Jackson, it hurt. That's. I think that was on the censorship. Mm. That was on the well, censorship. People. I don't think the censorship was that oh. good back in the day. Um, no, you guys are both wrong about this because it's. Kyle's pro give children technology. <laughs> nah, I, no, no. Your kid is there. You're in the stands, and you have a kid there, which is weird because actually Kyle's gonna be that. the dad that just shoves okay. an iPad yeah. in his kid's hand. No, you're, I'm not. You're there. No. Shut the fuck up. You're gonna give. No. You're gonna give the kid just your phone and. I would say go. Watch. I'm bringing you. You better be watching. And listen, as a person who's worked in the service industry, it actually like pains me when when parents like put an iPad in front of their kids because they just wanted to shut the hell up. Yeah, absolutely. but like it's just kind of different. We're in a pandemic. I mean, these kids are like I said, will not remember this game. They're probably all antsy and shit because they're in this bubble. They're probably getting. I mean, none of them are wearing masks. That's true. They're not wearing masks in my 2K game either. Come on. Let's be let's be a little sensitive to the. You want the you know, want the programmers right to put now. masks on the fans and yeah. the UK? Yeah, wait. As long as we're on the subject, I played Syracuse, right? I'm on UCLA, and I played Syracuse. Everyone knows Syracuse plays a two-three zone, or whatever the two-one-two, whatever. Are we still and talking two K? You couldn't implement that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going a little rant on two K. This is exactly why we like let PJ only talk on segments. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fix it. The 2K. Hot, his hot takes on peak on 2K. All right, Peach. Promise some good life advice. I know you need some life advice. Anyone new to the new to the podcast? Jason, what are you like? Twenty one? You twenty two now? Twenty one. Twenty one. Um, me and Gary, we have life all figured out. I'm twenty seven. Gary's twenty eight. Um, wise beyond our ears. Um, but Jason, Jason's a dumb idiot. He's a kid in, uh, in, in Temple right now, and they're just having Corona parties where they're just coughing each other's mouth, promoting herd immunity, and shutting down the school. Sharing gum. Sharing gum. Sharing drinks. Not going to parties with masks on. Allegedly. 
Yeah, right. Julie. What life advice do you need this week? Yeah, so Saturday night, Flyers game. Um, me and the boys, five of us, six of us, including myself, go to a margarita place. I don't know, some taco place, happy hour margaritas. We're pounding margaritas with the boys. Do you want to Not shout out better. the margarita place? Uh, Mission Taqueria. Oh, okay. Mission Taqueria is a fantastic option. Yeah, got the carnitas. I'm I'm two margaritas in. I'm already feeling it. My one boy orders me a third margarita. It's it's it went downhill from there. I was so hammered. Hold on a second. Did you let you, did you were you guys just a bunch of boys buying each other margaritas? Well, no, we paid for it's, ourselves. But uh, I mean, we ordered. He ordered me a margarita okay. for me. I had the third one. All right. and I didn't need it. Trust me, I didn't need it. And a little concerned that you were that bad after three margaritas. Yeah, you're only two margarita boy. The pre-game to the pre-game. I didn't get I'm to just, that part. But I'm just, I'm just listen, saying. I mean, I had two listen, margaritas last night and drove home. I'm, and <laughs> drunk, drunk Jason made some bad decisions. The first bad decision of the night was to throw the entire my entire wallet, how much money I had in my wallet, on the flyers, which was two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Okay. okay. All right. That'll so ruin a college experience. That's drunk number one. Then, and Kyle and Gary can attest. The game goes over and. I, I like I was drunk already. I was like I'm blacking out. The next morning, I did black out. I almost got into a fight with some fraternity bulls. Apparently, I don't remember anything. Some fraternity bulls wanted to beat me up because I was throwing beer cans in their apartment and just yelling <laughs> stuff. Don't remember any of that. God, college. And, when you look back on college, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and I so vemoed. I vemoed some chick five dollars for a white claw which I don't remember at all, which is an that's, awful deal. That is an awful deal. That's a great deal. deal. What are you talking about? That's a great deal. Did you buy her? You bought her a drink or? No, 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 no. I bought a White Claw off her for $5. At a party. Yeah. That's a good move, actually. Yeah. If you're at a booze, it's not a – $5, that's that's lower than bar prices. That's not a yeah. bad move. So, in total, in good that one day – then I was so hammered the next day. I had a grub off with actually the person that did our logo. We did we grubbed from Philly style, a huge plate of pasta. Okay. And I yacked for six hours straight and I was in bed all 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 Sunday. So where does the advice Bad come decision. in? Bad oh, <laughs> decision. The advice comes in. No, the advice comes in because these are I don't know if you saw a trend. That was See, bad decision on, after bad decision going, over bad decision. Going, this is Jason's life advice, not let's relive Jason's stupid college nights. Jason's story time. Yeah. yeah. Listen, there's got to be a way to get hammered and not make bad decisions. I, no, there's you not. guys have gone through it all. Simply no, not. The thing is, you guys have done it all. This is what I've been told. You guys have gone through it all and have life all figured out. I need answers. The problem is the rules were made to be broken so early on. Like my senior year of college, I was a big, if I'm going out and I'm not going to the bar, I'm just going to buy a 12-pack, throw it in the backpack, and when the 12 beers are gone, Gary goes home. I broke that rule one time and I woke up in a drunk tank. So you have to be careful. It's one of those things, man, where it's like you almost have to, you have to pre-plan the blackout. You're a senior in college. Blacking out is fine, but you need to have a, you need to have a chaos plan in place. It was, it was one of those nights where I literally woke up and I was like, I, I don't remember. Like, I don't know how I got here. Almost I, don't like as- to put, I don't like to put limitations on myself. So Gary, great job. 12, 12 beers in the backpack. I like that idea. <laughs> well, remember, it was 12 beers in my backpack. So that doesn't mean if someone gives me a beer, I'm not taking it. Is when I was personally out of my own beer, I was done. I look at this as a life lesson. 
it's it's this is a memory that you're going to share for the rest of your life with well i don't know if anything memorable happened but like you'll always remember this time and you're not going to have all those times to remember at all the times so like as i get older and you know i went to seattle last week and i kind of had that contemplation with myself and my friend and i was like i don't know if i can be drinking like this anymore where yeah. there's a time where you have to kind of look yourself in the mirror and be like maybe four to five days of binge drinking and no water. I'm not built for that anymore. I used it's to It's absolutely hilarious you say that because I was with my wife this weekend. We were in Martha's Vineyard, ever heard of it. Um, I wasn't drinking a ton, but I was drinking. I'm, my wife finally pointed out, she's like, you haven't had water in the last five days. I was like, oops. Yeah. So as you grow up, you're going to know who like, you're going to, you're, you're, after college, you're going to have your friends that stayed. You're going to have your friends that left, or maybe you're one guy that left. And then you also, if you do leave, you're going to make new friends. So mm -hmm. you kind of group your friends in. You're like, hey, listen, if you're going to hit these four friends, like there's all gas, no bricks. There's one speed and you're going to be waking up on the other end. If you need more of a chill night, you're going to go to maybe your work friends or maybe your friends mm -hmm. that you know are in relationships and whatnot. And you'll have a nice little casual, casual dinner, maybe some drinks, you know, you'll still get drunk, but you'll sophisticatedly get drunk. Get a chaos plan. You got to get a chaos plan. You got to have the one guy who's a little behind in the pregame being like, all right, PJ's clearly going for it tonight. Maybe I'll just take a step back and let him have his night. But then you got to know if he's going for it one night, you got to take a step back and let that guy have his night. Have a drinking buddy. Just have a guy. We always hit the buddy system. You're going to go too crazy. You, you got, you, game recognized game. Know when to stop if your and buddy's you, going for it. And you didn't do anything crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you spent a little bit of money, but, you know, you made some memories. You know, maybe maybe a couple of frat guys wanted to fight you, but, hey, that's what we call Wednesday. Yeah, listen, and the frat yeah. guy was probably a sophomore who had beard muscles for the first exactly. time. He wasn't a player. He was probably running the door, and you probably, like, didn't show up with, like, enough so chicks. That guy, can, yeah, that guy can go fuck himself. Let me tell you something. You joined a frat in college because you didn't have friends. Now, I've been on record a thousand times saying if I didn't play lacrosse, I probably would have joined a frat. So I'm sorry to the frat guys I just defended. <laughs> Frats also in North Philadelphia are the funniest things in the world to me. I, I, that's just. It's funny because I went to school in Massachusetts, which all the, all the frat guys are like the stereotypical Massachusetts guy. But I also played lacrosse, so they're also the stereotypical lacrosse guy. So <laughs> I lived like, I lived that life. And it's, it's just very funny to like, see when you look back at it now, you're like, this was so fucking stupid. So this wasn't the greatest life advice, but like, this really, wasn't. really, like, I, I guess we couldn't really go into this without being assholes being like, well, don't drink. Like, that's like, yeah. the, that's the, that's the answer. But who wants to We can't to tell you not to world? drink, but we got to tell you, enjoy. I, you know what? Here's my life advice. Do it again next week. Yeah. Because you can only do it for so long and it's going to be over, man. And practice makes perfect. Yeah. Hey, I got an idea for you guys. Um, if you're looking to invest, a, a bar, a restaurant, where only people with antibodies are allowed in. I went to I went to Seattle last week. I've already mentioned that like 15 times in this pod, so I'm sorry if anyone listened to last week too. Kyle was, loves Seattle. People from Pennsylvania time. love Seattle. It was the nope, first I time. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> it was the first time I felt normalcy in six months. Okay, and it was listen. It was like chasing euphoria. Okay, and I think I can recreate that back in back in Philadelphia. There's a bunch of shutdown bars. Bar bar used to bartend at Founding Fathers. Shout out Founding Fathers. Yeah, Close. we love Founding Fathers. Closed. Wait, closed for good? Closed for good. Oh. Now it's the antibody. Now we're the, the antibody. Where are the Totten guys going to go to watch their games? Back to England. Damn. So, Damn. But Corona's going too far. You get the antibodies. You show your card. You show you got, you got the antibody, or you got like you know the scarlet letter. Yeah. You're not in. 
like Johnny Drama trying to get his weed hat. Yeah, and, and we're just gonna we're going to we're just gonna party. We're gonna party until two in the m two a.m. two in the morning, maybe four it's, in the morning. It's not irresponsible because we all have antibodies. We can all make we all out and spit in each other's mouth all we want. Mm-hmm. And then Licking like obviously people then start. You know, going on the black market and getting you know fake antibody cards and whatnot, and you know someone gets infected as, and I get shut down. So as long as we're but trying to keep it honest, we'll be fine. It's the risk you take when mm-hmm. you when you're trying to build a business. All right, that's the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for everyone who's been listening. Um, everyone who uh, has followed us on Twitter, especially during this uh, this this Flyers bandwagon run. Um, that's the pod and uh, and go birds. Go Birds. The Winter Boys podcast was created and hosted by Gary Lay and Kyle Pagan with contributions from Jason Green, executive producer John Barchard, and our theme song is Telescope by the Pine Bears.